Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The state have made very strong claims, actually, about what Jared Hutch did that day including that he was one of the, the, the tag team, as they're calling it, the three men dressed in guardy uniforms who burst into the Regency Hotel. They've certainly got some circumstantial evidence. In particular, um, they have evidence of Jerry Hutch speaking himself on a book conversations with Jonathan Dowdle. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Jerry the Monk Hutch will learn his fate on Monday when judges from the Special Criminal Court return with a verdict after a lengthy trial for murder. The stakes couldn't be higher for the veteran criminal who faces either freedom or a life sentence behind bars. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald as the big day looms and the judges reveal whether or not they believe he is guilty. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So Wednesday, Jerry Hutch celebrated his 60th birthday. Yeah. And on Monday, we expect anyway that he'll find out his fate. Yes. And it's a be a huge difference between uh, how he spends his 70th and possibly even 80th birthdays, depending on the verdict. Because yeah. if you're getting a life sentence at the age of 60, it really could amount to, you know, the rest of your life in prison. Mm. Um, if Jerry walks free... It's, you know, he gets to go back to the life he was living, which was, sounds like an ideal life in a way, moving between Dublin and and Lanzarote, having uh, no particular financial concerns, property and and in Spain and in Ireland. Uh, So huge, the stakes are huge for him. Stakes are huge. And, um, you know, doesn't the, 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 that age focuses on how, significant it is that he has found himself in this position. Yeah. You know, somebody who has been around for so long, all the way back to that grouping they call the Bugsy Malones, the young lads who vaulted counters and grabbed money and ran like hell. Uh, Kids who were hungry, who were from a very poor part of town, who had no, um, 
you know, they certainly didn't have or feel they had options back then. They didn't actually have options. No, and uh, they kind of made life work for them themselves through, you know, he has obviously not got a criminal conviction since the 1980s. He is suspected of being behind two major heists that are suspected of making him a lot of money. And he has paid a cab bill for the non-compliance with tax. But he's a very senior figure in the Hutch organization. Uh, we heard during evidence in his trial that that organization was, they described it as an intergenerational uh familial grouping with bonds and close associations where people worked together sometimes and worked with others. But ultimately, it was a family organization. Now, the state has said during the case that Hutch sat on top of that and also that he was, what's just the exact, let me just get the exact phrase. Yes, that he was the man in charge that day at the Regency. That's what the state has said. Yeah, I mean, the state have made very strong claims, actually, about what Gerard Hutch did that day, uh, including that he was one of the, the the tag team, as they're calling it, the three men dressed in guard uniforms who burst into the Regency Hotel um, and shot ultimately shot David Byrne. So they've made a, a clear claim that Jerry Hutch was one of them, um, which we didn't really hear until towards the end of the trial. So Ger that's that's what is being said about Jerry mm. Hutch. He came, as you said, I mean, if you think about it, there, there is a famous interview, isn't there, with, with, yeah. with is it Joe Duffy or one of those people on, on, on radio where Jerry Hutch as a teenager is yeah. is speaking about, about being involved in, in joyriding and various crimes like that. He so talks about actually when he sees a handbag, he yeah. can't help himself but take it. So I He talks he, about that, that he just can't help himself and, he, you know, he wants yeah. it. I mean, so you're talking 45 years ago then, mm. um, you know, an uh, unrecognisable Dublin, uh, Dublin, certainly inner city Dublin, run down, uh, empty properties, uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of people living on top of each other, the remnants of, of, of the, the old tenements in Dublin still existed to a degree at that point. If you go where we are, of course, we're in that part of the city now, you walk around, there's shiny uh, uh, the IFSC all of these things that didn't exist at that point you know the shiny developments that I suppose people would say didn't create the employment for no, the shiny locals that they promised exactly when, when they were being built and they, exactly. that development that IFSC went up all around the north inner city yeah. and sort of totally surrounded us with, with wealth with opulence with opportunities for the educated yeah. and Left behind, yeah. You know the people, and even pushed out that community as 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 pushed that community out of the inner city, a community that existed for look generations upon generations. So that's that's where Jerry is 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 coming from. Um, it's where he goes now. I mean, everywhere you go, people are asking a simple question, really, isn't it? 
he will he get off it's or not? Question. I've mean, been dodging that. I have been literally like, uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, for the last. When were we in court last? Sorry, just the last few months have gone. Uh, was it the end of January, beginning of February? Yeah, beginning uh, of February, I think. Um, was it beginning of February? Yeah, that yeah. Came and then we were told at that time, Justice Tara Byrne, Sarah Berkeley, and Gronya Malone have been sitting over the trial, and of course, the trial. Sorry, by the way, got underway in. October yeah. of, of last year. But they said at that point that they would be back with their verdict by April 17th, if not before it. We've heard nothing from them. Yeah. So we are expecting that verdict unless for whatever unforeseen circumstances that is kicked on. I don't think it will be. No, it'd be um, hard to believe that it will be. So, yeah, that's what people, they, they you but know. But what have you answered? Sorry, just... Well, am I, are, we, are we allowed to speculate? I think we probably are at this day. I don't think we're going to influence anybody. No. I don't think we ever, no, no, ever no, no, are going no, to influence no. I can't even influence my children <laughs> to go to bed. Let no, alone, no, no, no. Let alone esteemed no. uh, uh, judges. Judges. I, I think that, um, so I think there's a few things to bear in, in mind, right? Like we've had two really high profile appeals in recent times of murder convictions arguably two of the most high-profile murder convictions of the last decade, the Mr. Moonlight case with Patrick Quirk and Graham Dwyer, which uh, there's been an appeal regarding phone data. For his conviction for the murder of For his of conviction, Hara. right. And in both of those cases are very different than the Regency in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. But in, in one way, they are both built on circumstantial evidence where a case is put through. There is no uh, DNA evidence there's no smoking gun there's no smoking gun so what in both of those cases you've seen the state have built a, a, a circumstantial case using little bit using various threads of evidence to piece together a case and they have now withstood serious appeals and they've even withstood in in the patrick court case they've with they've with the appeal has withstood mm -hmm. uh Evidence to do with a warrant not being done properly, not being done lawfully. The grain wire has withstood a, a, a complaint regarding phone phone data. So the Jerry Hutch case is equivalent or similar in that have the state pieced it together enough? They've pieced it, they've certainly got some circumstantial evidence. In particular, um, they have evidence of Jerry Hutch speaking himself on the recorded devices. Uh, on a on a on a book conversations with Jonathan Dowdle, absolutely that is circumstantial evidence. Mm. He's discussing bits to do with the Regency. He, he appears to have knowledge of weapons. Um, he has some. Ev there is of, of evidence of his knowledge of 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 maybe the the, the Hutchkinahan feud, and they have evidence of Jonathan Dowdle. What else do they have? They have other various bits of circumstantial. Does it all add up to enough? Personally. I don't really think it does. That's that. That would be my, and I think partly, um, you can. You know, funny you talk about the comparisons, and when you look at the case of Freddie Thompson, who was found guilty for the murder of um, Dahi Douglas, Dave yeah. Douglas, he uh, that was circumstantial evidence pieced together, and they built the case as they watched, but they had him in the city, yeah, and they had him near the scene of the crime, yeah. They had him smashing they, a, a mobile phone in the they aftermath. Did, they did. They had some DNA evidence of him in a car. With, yeah. with what was and I, I can recall before that verdict came in, there was a lot of, gar like, I mean, look, it was, it did seem like extraordinary to have him in the dock, to actually have him facing charges of murder this 
criminal who had, you know, really, really been so violent and had sort of, you know, been a dominant his way, figure for 20 years and bullied his way crime. through the underworld and through feuds, you know, firstly, the Kremlin driven feud. And he just seemed to have to feel untouchable and to be that way. So there was that sense, I think, from the guards that, you know, they were afraid to say they had him because, you know, he things had always gone his way or whatever. Yeah. But um, I sat there through that case because I, I listened to it, I covered it, and I was very confident he was yeah. going to be found guilty. I would say in this regard, I'm not very confident that Hutch is going to be found guilty. But I have said to anybody who's yeah. asked me, it's 50-50, which is a real cop-out. I'm sitting exactly. on the fence. And the reasons for that is, obviously, A, the most obvious reason is before he's before the special criminal court. And, you know, you've no jury there, so you're not kind of... It is literally the pieces of evidence that are going to be analysed are going to have been analysed by those judges. On a statistical basis, there's a huge percentage of people that get convicted in those courts. Um, and... Also, there are, if you really look in detail, there are little bits that may have been missed in the kind of the chatter yeah. of ourselves as well yeah. that will sort of steer towards what's been said. Yeah, little I pieces. Think, I, I think that's fair. I think there's there's sort of CCTV evidence of movements of cars and, and stuff mm. to do with Brick Buckingham Village. There's various bits like that. that, that, that there's that. some bits off and then there's some bits. I mean, I was even looking there, obviously, one of the the key pieces of evidence that the judges will be considering is that of Sarah Sked. And she is uh, an intelligence analyst uh, working with the Gardaí. I think she gave a lot of evidence during the Graham Dwyer trial. And she, her evidence was looking at the phone traffic, right, of the, the, the to see where... Dowdall was and where Hutch was because of course Dowdall said that he met Hutch in a park in Whitehall yeah. on the Sunday Well he said he said Sunday or Saturday. Monday. He said the Saturday. Well did he did not he say, say the no he oh, did Sunday. because he Sunday. said ah uh, in the aftermath yeah. of the Sunday world. Of the Sunday world yeah. yeah. So he said it was well, he, he said he believed it was Monday. He, initially, I think he said the Gardaí thought it was... <laughs> I'm with the notes here. I can't read them. I well, mean, that's I, so I, ridiculous. I do. Well, he no, initially right. said... He said it was yeah, the Monday. Yeah, he initially said Sunday, but then he said, no, I think it was Monday, Monday, Monday morning. And this is a really key piece of evidence. It's actually one of the two really key pieces of evidence that Dowdall gave against Jerry Hutch. And he said that during that meeting in that Whitehall Park, that Jerry Hutch confessed and said he shot... Yeah. David Byrne and was up the walls over this picture that had been published in the Sunday World which yeah. showed flat cap and a man in drag running with guns from the hotel. Um, but the evidence that Sarah Sked gave was that the records gave no clear opportunity for Dowdall to have met Hutch on the dates he said he confessed. Oops. Now, what she did say was it possibly happened the previous day. Yeah, so I mean it's it's so I suppose he's spoken about circumstantial evidence. Like there is direct evidence from Jonathan Dowdle, it has to be said. Um, Jonathan Dowdle was a witness. He came into court. He defended his, his witness statement. So there is that direct evidence. Um, and when you get into, when you drill down into it as you are talking about this meeting, you know, we have a man standing in court saying, this is what happened. We have the defence throwing shade on it, to say the least. 
that did suggesting or claiming that it didn't happen. So a lot of it goes to some of it at least. And it, uh, is Jonathan Dowdle a credible witness? Is he a believable witness? Witnesses make mistakes all the time. If you have a witness that comes into court and can tell you, yeah, I met him at 1522 and, you know, we talked for two minutes and have all of that exact things that can be, that may, may not be true. So witnesses do get things wrong, don't remember days, they have no reason to take notes and know exact stuff. So Jonathan Dowdle may have misremembered. That doesn't mean he was a lying witness, but is he a credible witness? Mm. Is he believable? Um, you spoke about it being in the special criminal court. I think if it was before a jury, they a jury would listen to Jonathan Dowdle, look at Jonathan Dowdle and think, no, no way am way. I convicting somebody exactly. on the basis of what this guy is spouting on. However, the judges may look and go, look, that's I've been in true, sat through hundreds of court cases and I know witnesses make don't remember things perfectly. And that doesn't mean... Witnesses can make bad witnesses. I mean, they yeah, just, they can be, they can be really bad. Yeah, but you know? judges will know, I think that, you know, people don't remember times and dates, three years, four years on. And they, they might think, well, that's actually not something that, that would lead me to rule him out because he made a mess of that whole meeting. Oh, he made a mess. Uh, as a witness, like... He did. Sitting like he there did. listening to it, like he... he and talking about that he, he had seen the picture and he said he'd, he knew who was in the picture. Yeah, he said... He said he named... Um, he Patrick named Kutch. Patrick Hutch as being the guy in drag. And then, of course, it was put to him that you couldn't have seen that picture because the picture was pix pixelated, which we knew it was. Uh, pixelated for anyone who doesn't know means it had been the faces had been blurred to the extent that nobody could recognise who was in it. Uh, he fudged a lot of that. Uh, his second key piece of, of evidence, of course, was that he and his father had booked in this very complicated fashion a room in the Regency Hotel. They had been north the day before the Regency. They drove back down to Dublin and they went and collected that key card, paid for the room with cash. The father went up, came back down, came out to the car. The car was parked kind of in a position away from the CCTV out in the car park. And Jonathan Dowdall claimed that they went from there with the key card and drove to a peculiar location um, on a road where it was put to him. There was other places that he could have done this. And he handed over, he said, the key card to Jerry Hutch, who came out of the shadows to take it from him. That was the second key piece of evidence. But you know what I think that we all forget sometimes when we talk about this case because Jonathan Dowdall is the big spectre, isn't he, in it? He is. We forget the fact that Jonathan Dowdall was also due to be charged with murder. Uh, and at that point, the only evidence the state had was everything except his evidence. So in other words, they had the tapes and they had every other piece of evidence. They still, the DPP still directed a murder charge at that state. And had Jonathan Dowdall not wobbled, not looked to go on witness protection, not agreed to go state witness... Both of them would have gone to trial on the other evidence. Yeah. And is that other evidence enough? Even if you take that Jonathan Dowdall was, as described by Brendan Grahan, the defence counsel, he said he uh, the whole case, he said, stands or falls on a proven liar. Well, so, I mean, to describe how these things work, which many people know, but, you know, to go over it anyway, the DPP, the Director of Public Prosecutions, they get a file from the Gardaí, and that file, the, the guards may recommend a murder charge or whatever, but the DPP will assess it and they'll say, 
there's no way there, there's enough evidence to bring a murder charge in this case. It, 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 nothing is happening or else they'll say, yes, there is enough to have a reasonable expectation that we could get a, a conviction. So Jerry Hutch was charged with murder without Jonathan Dowdle's being part of that file sent to the DPP, without Jonathan Dowdle's witness statement. So there, the DPP, who are can be conservative with bringing charges against people, you always hear people saying, why wasn't this person charged? They felt there was enough without Jonathan Dowdle. So that would be... Uh, a, a contradiction maybe of Jerry Hutch's defence who, who said it stands or falls on Jonathan Dowdle. That would be a suggestion that it doesn't stand or fall on Jonathan Dowdle, that there is enough. Mm -hmm. um, but you sit through a trial and you have to then, we we are only giving an opinion, ar arguably uneducated opinion. Oh, uh, like completely. Yeah. There's no arguably so, about <laughs> well, it. Totally well, well, no, I was speaking, I was going, <laughs> sort of speaking for myself there, but since, since you've Jumped on the under, on the uneducated train, but I mean it's so like you know it it, it there is stuff there. So outside of doubt, all what yeah. the, outside of doubt. Let's say if let's just say that the three judges, uh, Sarah Berkeley, Tara Burns, and Gronia Malone, sat down and went, "This guy's a fool." can't believe anything he says, mm. let's park him, right? And they just took all that and they went, right, we're not accepting any of that. Yeah. So what do they have? They have 10 hours of conversations between Hutch and Dowdall in a car, which was ruled to have been, the, the, the it was unlawfully gathered or something, the, but they he, put it in. Yeah, it was unlawfully. It was unlawful. Uh, yeah, it's it a complicated mainly, thing. It was. We always think it was complicated when we don't totally understand it. Let me just check my notes. Well, I mean, it's it the, broad, was, the broad thing is what that... What happened was that the, the, the tracking device was not placed on the car in accordance with the law. Oh, sorry, that's a separate thing. The records were destroyed. Do you remember all that? Do you remember the records <laughs> were destroyed and then they weren't destroyed? I and do. then Yeah, but anyway, sorry, by November of the this trial, the trial judges said they would listen to the audio despite the Jeep being outside the state for the majority of the recordings. There was something like eight hours of the ten and a yeah. half that were taken outside the state. And I think the ruling was something along the lines of that probably shouldn't have happened, but... It, 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 we're gonna we're gonna hear it, and we're yeah. Going it was to it was in, an inadvertent uh, kind of it wasn't set up to to do it illegally. It happened obviously because the car went north, um, and that it it you know it's it's because it's a murder charge that the you know they have to assess whether a breach of 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 the law in terms of the gathering of the evidence is sufficient. Well, it was gathered unlawfully, but they listened to it anyway. It was really the... Yes. I mean, that, that is it in a nutshell. Yeah, and because because it's such a serious charge that... that yeah, and that it, it was in, be, the, it it was in the interest of the trial yeah. uh, for it to be listened to. So that decision so was the, made. The, and I think there was a comment made at the time that sort of anyway, the, the, the recordings alone... Would not be enough to Would not be them. enough he to convict He wouldn't be convicted... Them. Solely on the basis of the recordings. So if I've said that we're 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 getting rid of Dowdall's evidence, well, now I, this is my hypothetical, mm, and they have said that that isn't enough. Mm, well, if the, so, I mean, is him? is Jonathan Dowdall's evidence totally untrue? I don't think you could say that it's totally untrue. No, no, no. I mean, this is just so. What? No, what? No, what I mean is like, you know, are they going to rely on convict him on the basis that Jerry Hutch told him this? That doesn't. So they may say, well, that's not enough. But they may say, however, the other bit of evidence that Jonathan Dowdle gave that that at least there is some ability to indef independently verify was the fact that he said he handed over the key card 
to the room used in the Regency to Jerry Hutch. Now, we know that he collected, Jonathan Dowdle collected that key card with his father. Mm-hmm. And we know that that key card ultimately ended up in the hands of Kevin Murray, um, flat cap, who, who used it as part of the Regency attack. So that is another bit of, to a degree, verification. That, that's that verification mean, he gave it to Hutch, is it? Well, I mean, it's, it's it, true. It's not verified Beyond all, he could have given doubt. it to anybody. He could he, have given it to Flatcap. Well, he well, I think they know Flatcap's movements uh, largely. Yeah. At that time, so we know it was handed over we by John. Cat. No, but it, it's verification. Well, it, it, well, it's verification that that Jonathan Dowdle, at least in part, was part of the chain of that. Yes. Uh, yes, and he is giving evidence regarding that. Um, well, he pleaded guilty, I suppose. To his role because of that, he pleaded guilty and he's serving a sentence yes. uh, in relation to his role in the Regency, which was to do with that key card. And we're also hearing... But I don't know whether there was any verified evidence mm, that he gave it to Hutch. No, 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 it's not... It's his not. father was actually in the car with him and he even suggested in the court case, why don't they go and get my father in here into the court? Mm. Father Patrick, who's in jail with him, um, get him in here, he'll tell you. But well, nobody seemed to ever get him in. No. Well, I suppose what it does show is, right, and you're right, it doesn't, they don't have a picture of Jerry Hutch, CCTV of Jerry Hutch collecting the card off Jonathan Dowdle, which would be very damning evidence. They don't have that. But it does show that, that Jonathan Dowdle at least has some knowledge of the of the conspiracy. The other evidence given was um, from the, 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 the guard um, about the Hutch organised crime group. Yeah. You know, he's saying clearly... And I don't think that's really disputed that this uh, this murder was carried out by the Hutch organised crime group, mm-hmm. of which Jerry Hutch is a member at the very least, according to the Gardaí. So that's also a part of the chain of evidence. The, the, I think the kind of probably the most important maybe is, well, obviously there's those recordings and what you believe is being said. Yeah, in them. Well, I mean, we can hear what's what is being said. It's the implications. The of implications that. of it, and what you know, what jokes are, and we had yeah. all this. But also, the um, Gardy had them under surveillance when they went to meet when Jerry Hutch and Jonathan Dowdle went to meet with the IRA man Shane Rowan, yeah. who's later found with the weapons. I mean, he was arrested. That's yes. a fact. He was arrested with those AK forty sevens. An hour after he had moved around an industrial estate and where Patsy Hutch, Gerard Hutch's brother, was moving around as well in a car and got into a car with mm. Rowan. And, and an hour later, Rowan's caught with the AK-47s. Which which are used in the Regency. And it's the state's case that Jerry Hutch has control of these weapons. Mm-hmm. These are the murder weapons that are used, that are recovered. And it is the state's case that he, that Jerry Hutch is the one controlling, like he's in charge. That's, that's what they have said. So that's also circumstantial evidence. We know that, that, that David Byrne was shot with these weapons mm-hmm. and we know that Jerry Hutch is controlling them. And therefore that adds, that's a circumstantial case or the state say he's controlling them. And that's. That's key evidence that will be considered yeah. and, and, and all those movements and those trips to the north. And, you know, if you take out what, what Dowdall has said, and even as regards the tapes, like, I mean, they did travel to the north and they were captured with the guy exactly. who was caught with those exactly. weapons. So there's some connection. Now, this was in the aftermath, obviously. This was in the in the March, uh, March 9th, I think, was when those weapons were, were seized. But... 
the day actually the the Liam Byrne house in Raleigh Square was raided by the Criminal Assets Bureau. But um, you know that th- those things that you can actually physically see Jerry Hutch on the CCTV, he is there. Yeah. Um, he's not there in that industrial estate. I I thought that was really significant, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, Patsy Hutch has been named a number of times in this trial by Dowdall. Yeah. Very heavily implicated. Uh, as having had a role in the Regency Hotel. Which he's never been obviously charged with. But in, in evidence in the court, he's heavily he implicated has, he as is. having a role in this. Um, and, you know, given where he's at with Rowan in the very short period of time before the AKs, I remember watching that at the time, the day it was coming in the court and thinking, now, if that was the guy in the dock yeah. that they had in that industrial estate, moving around with the guy who's found at the weapons. Yeah. I don't know. That, for me, would have been a much stronger case, but it was the wrong brother. Exactly. And even if we talk about f- mobile phone traffic and stuff like that, like, I mean, there's never, nobody has ever said Jerry was on this phone. I mean, no. He's obviously fiddles with a phone. In, in You can hear him in the tapes, but they never... He has a phone in the tapes, but that again is after. I mean, again, what I thought was significant, and I'm not a judge, but no. that they didn't even... They number, don't seem they? to... The, the investigating officers don't even seem to have him in the country. No, for around, sure. No, no. Yeah. They don't have him in the country around the time. They have no evidence that he's in the country around the time of the Regency attack. No, so it's kind of a broader... Uh, he's conspir- back yeah. when his brother Eddie gets murdered. Yes, and he's obviously... Three days later, he's a, he's he's in the country then. Yeah. But they don't, they certainly didn't present any evidence whatsoever that he was in the country on the 5th of February no. 2016. So it's a kind of a complicated case what they're left with, but I think it could be broadly summarised as Jerry Hutchison, the leader of the Hutch Organised Crime Group, according to the evidence given, that he has control of these weapons, that the, the murder weapon is something that he has control of, and that he can be he's placed there by the wit- by witness by the witness, Jonathan Dowdle, and that, you know, he's obviously involved in in speaking to the IRA about the feud, so he's clearly has knowledge and and, and a degree of, of, of authority there. So that's the case. Mm. Personally, I don't know if you're going to sit in the fence with me. No, no, I'm not, sitting, no, I'm, not, I'm not sitting in the fence. I don't think from my perspective that enough that uh, it's... There's enough evidence. To no, it sounds much more like um, there's there's people conspiracy charges that have been brought before the special criminal court regarding gangland murders where people are not convicted of murder, convicted of conspiracy, movement of cars, or movement of weapons. directing an organised crime group. Yeah, so those, those charges are... are aren't laid. Yeah. So he's he's charged with murder. Personally, I don't think it adds up, but what would I know? The, and that's you know, interesting though, the verdict is going to give, obviously, so much clarity to Hutch as regards yeah. where he's going to spend or whether or not he's going to be actually able to properly celebrate his birthday on the outside. But, uh, um, you know, what is going to be very significant and maybe missed on the day, so it's probably good to just raise it now and we can talk about it again, yeah. is doubt all. Is he on the witness protection program now? Because when he gave evidence, it was clearly he it, it was evidence was clearly given in front of him in the courtroom that his status hadn't as then been approved and that he was still being sort of looked at for suitability on it. Um I think that if his evidence is accepted 
by the judges of the Special Criminal Court. And they will detail that in their verdict, whether they accept him, what they accept that he had to say, what they don't accept. They're probably not going to do what I just suggested. No, no. Just throw it all out. Yeah. But um, so if his evidence is by and large accepted, he is likely going to be asked to give evidence again. And if other people are charged in relation to this, I think this whole verdict on Monday is going to sort of lay out a path going forward probably for others apart from Jerry Hutch. You know, if this case doesn't work for the state, if he is acquitted of murder and he walks, is anybody going to have the appetite to go for anybody else in this? Is Dowdall going to be called to give evidence again? Or does he just get relocated as soon as he's finished? Well, I think sentence? that you can see clearly that the Gardaí are continuing to very vigorously pursue the, the what they call the Hutch Organised Crime Group. There is uh, Jonathan Dowdle could become a witness. Um, certainly, if 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 the has things he can verify or comment on, if the the if the state have evidence and they need somebody to to to, to comment on it, they they have it there. But as this regency trial has gone through the courts and attracted so much attention, there does seem to be another investigation going on in relation to former members of the Gardaí and the Hutch mm-hmm. or organised crime group. Um, Jerry Hutch, of course, has been arrested while he is awaiting trial. Um, very unusual, that. Very unusual. And so that other investigation, which we don't know exactly what's going on, but it does seem to be a broader investigation into into the the, the operation of the Hutch organised crime group and involving, uh, certainly we have one former Garda officer John Spud Murphy, who's currently serving a, a, a lengthy prison sentence for uh, possession of a large quantity of cannabis. So there, there, he is being some of the, the he's still being arrested and questioned about this. So this is all going to go on, and of no course, matter what in, the verdict. People in our business and in in other sort of areas that are, I suppose, working alongside. Organised crime would suggest that the reason for that is because if Jerry Hutch does walk, he's going to be arrested on the the, uh, the steps of the of the courtroom as he tries to walk free. That's what the speculation is. Now, that's typical, maybe, of you journalists that the story isn't dramatic enough. They want no. to make it more, but it, you know, he has been. He certainly is being pursued on these matters, and there is a possibility if he did walk that he would be arrested on questioned about other char- and possibly yeah, charged. It, yeah, but very quickly again. It's a possibility, um, absolutely is a possibility, and there's certainly an investigation going on. I'm sure on. he knows that himself. He does, and th- look, that's a very interesting, uh, uh, what what is there and what is not there, mm. who knows, but certainly the, the investigation into the Hodge Organised Crime Group is really is progressing onwards mm. Uh, mm. with full steam, and there are obviously certain members of that crime group that have not faced any charges since the Regency. And whether that will always be the case, you know, I, I wouldn't be confident to say again, not no. sitting in defence, but it's not, it's not, uh, if Jerry walks free, that's not the end of that, that broader investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be, I mean, it's again, it's probably going to be like that day. Do you remember the day when, yeah. Jonathan Dowdall. Yeah. I mean, there's two other guys on trial as well that we don't think yeah. of. Um, <laughs> there is the courts, 
there, there's the the Byrne family. David Byrne's family are in there every day, have or were in there every day while it was ongoing. So that's going to be a very. Jason Bonney, of course, is is uh, facing charges in relation to the getaway vehicles, as is Paul Murphy, yeah. his co-accused, and the two of them have sat throughout the trial. Yeah, besides Jerry Hutch. Um, the crowds I was referring to when I said to you it was going to be crazy, like it, the day that Jonathan Dowdall finally stepped into the witness box, there was queues um, out the door around, everybody hoping to get a seat. Lots of people didn't. There was an overflow court facilitated. Um, journalists were allowed in because I suppose we're seen as the eyes and ears of many. Yeah. We're not there just to sort of satisfy our own curiosity. No, not solely anyway. Um and, uh, you know, it'll be the same. The same will happen for the day of the verdict. But I'm already, my phone hasn't stopped about people looking to know what yeah. do I think they should go. Yeah. What time do they need to be in at? Um, the courts are going to be surrounded again with members of the specialist units armed in case anything should happen. And probably even heavier than ever before because uh, the possibility that Hutch won't be in custody after it if he, if he is. Yeah, though, he, he, even if he is found out guilty, I would imagine he'd be brought back to prison and allow pack his stuff up before he's released rather than no, I think I think um Patrick Hutch walked out the door and was collected in the back of a he motorbike. Might have done, he might have done, but was he he was yeah no, well look he, 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 yeah. It's not like you're now No no no, no but you're I not mean brought back <laughs> I know, no, to this, collect no, your they, gear. They, they, they bring often, it with you. They often do though. Yeah. Them, they often bring them back. And release and, them from prison? Yeah, release them from prison and give them their Whatever they had in their pockets at the time and all Jeez, that I stuff. I've never heard of that. Yeah, they do I sometimes now, but I, I mean, it's obviously Jerry That's Conlon. That's on the movies now. No, I think. no, I think it's Jerry Conlon, I'm going out the front door. Yeah. It's from the movies. Oh, is it right? <laughs> well, no, I've seen them go out the front door. But well, no, you free, could be right. To walk. It could be, won't fall out over this. No, we definitely detail. won't. We definitely won't. Uh. And of course, um, yeah, look, I suppose we will, uh, we'll be going to be, we're going to have a really busy week with this because yeah. um, whatever happens, it's not over. No, it's not over. And I mean, there will be. It'll be what happens after what happens, and and you know, yeah, it's, where everyone goes and what they do, and it is. And you know, the investigation into the two crime gangs that 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 fought this feud, the Hutch organized crime gang and the Kinnan organized crime gang, is going to keep going. Um, the Gardaí have been really, really uh, up their game and have mm -hmm. been relentless in their pursuit. Um, so we'll see. And I wanted to say to you that uh, we are going to have a, a very busy couple of weeks um, ahead because we've the verdict on Monday. Yeah. On the 27th of April, we're in the Olympia Theatre yep. with Omerta, the show Omerta. which is obviously focused on the idea of betrayal in the criminal underworld and heavily centres on um, on Jonathan Dowdall's uh betrayal of Jerry Hutch and on Sunday the 30th of April we're in the INEC in Killarney Wednesday the 3rd of May in in Dolans of Limerick and then which is quite ex sorry I've given you the oh no I haven't that's right yeah May on Wednesday the 17th of May I'm sending people in the wrong dates be typical me <laughs> we're in Belfast in the Limelight which is a really cool venue Um. Thursday the 18th in Cork's Cypress Avenue, which is another cool venue. And finally, Friday the 19th, we're in Monroe's Galway, which I better also say is a really cool great, venue. Great, great. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good. And um, hoping to meet some people who tune in for this 
Absolutely. warbling every now and then. Yes. So look, uh, I will see you on Monday early. Early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suited you'll have to be suited and booted. We'll have to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Uh, We're going to be back to the car, are we? Or will we make it back to the studio? I well, don't know. I don't know. It'll be a hundred. Will it be a hundred eighty page verdict oh, as well? Stop. It won't be a guilty or not guilty. I know. It'll be, it'll be a long one to digest. It's going to be really long. Yeah. For, especially for somebody with the attention. Ban of a not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also, he's referring to himself, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the fact that there'll be all the, you know, will the Byrne family wish to make a, a victim well, they, impact they statement? Did. I mean, if that's, yeah, depending on the verdict. And of course, when, when Patrick Coach was found, Jr. was found not guilty before, they spoke on the, the steps yeah. and uh, ultimately ended up outside of the doll, as far as I remember. Yeah. So there will be. You're going up to the doll. <laughs> there'll be a reaction either way. <laughs> Is that that's that's yeah. that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, I'll see you on Monday. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday world if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday world responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.